Hey. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I will tell you before we start, I do have a couple things going on. My sister-in-law is in the hospital. Oh, I'm sorry. The phone's going to be going on and off um, because she left her kids at the house. So my husband's going to go over there until I get done with the Zoom and then I'll go over there. So just want to let you know. <laughs> um, is she okay? Um, so she's pregnant with twins. Ooh, and um, wow. yeah, so she just having complications right now she's been in the hospital since three this morning oh man and my my brother's a truck driver just like my husband so he's not home got it so okay wow <laughs> okay that's I'm um, ready. twins are a lot twins are a lot okay i sent you an email this morning yes sir uh, all right, so you did get that. Great. Um, and then last week, you should have also received some stuff from um, me as well, which would have been your um, basically an, an SEO audit. Did you see that last week? Let me see. I saw it in the email today, but I don't think I got an email. Would the subject so, line have been CEO audit? I mean, SEO. Um, so it wouldn't have come directly from me, it would have come from oh. the tool. And so it may have come from um, SEM Rush. Let's see. Okay. Got it. You found it? Yes. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Oh, cool. Um, and so that's a, a, a one snapshot. And then once a month, as long as we're together, you'll get an update on um, your current SEO um, positioning and situation. Okay. Um, obviously, okay. we can talk about that. Um, you know, from an agency perspective, on a bigger scale, that's what we do, right? Okay. Um, it's all about organic traffic. Um, so, wanted you to have that so you can. Are you going to be able to break this down for me so I know what this stuff means? We can, if you'd like. Absolutely. Um, and I should have been smart enough to think about that before this call, and I, I wasn't. So, no, you're fine. Maybe I'm not smart enough to read the report. No, no, no. no it's, not, it's not you. Nobody is. Um, hold on. Let me just consider what I'm doing here. Because now I've got to. Do this the easy way. Yeah. I'll, um, what is your? I know you said about your your system and all that stuff. What's your timing overall today? Um, I'm free until two o'clock my time, so it's three o'clock your time. Okay. Great. 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 Uh, bear with me for just a second here. I'm going to pull this. Uh, Okay. I can't use them. Okay. All right. Um, make this a little bit bigger, maybe not too big. 
All right, so let's run through this. This was the, the, the audit, the full report. So you're only gonna get this once. Um, you, know, you don't do a full, full audit every single month. Um, you just kind of look a little bit more at some of the more granular stuff. Um, so site health overall, you're at an 86%. Uh, percent. Okay. And we'll break down some of that. So there are 10 errors and, and this doesn't, this tells you what the errors are at a high level. Um, you have two pages that have the same content on them. Um, which isn't the end of the world. This one is a little bit more pressing. You have two pages with duplicate title tags so that the title of the page is the same for two different pages. Okay. And so, um, that creates a situation inside of Google where it doesn't know which page is what. The same people too, okay. Okay. Um, and then six pages with duplicate meta descriptions. That's a lot less of a big, of an issue if you will, but also something that ought to be fixed. All right. Um, and this just tells you what they are. High level doesn't tell you exactly which pages those were, which I could could let you know as well. Um, the warnings, depending on what they are, and this doesn't break that down, sometimes we just ignore them. And sometimes okay. we don't, depending on what the warning is. Notices we don't care about. Okay. Um, they, they have no... Um, Oh, actually, I do. Let's see. So this just gives you a description of what okay. is in each. Basically, everything I just said to you. Right. Okay. Um, in more detail, and then where you can go get more information. Um, the green is good, so we can skip over green because it's good. All this is okay. good. So you're good in all of these different areas here. All of this stuff is good. No problems. Okay. Um, this gets into some of the warnings, like there are 32 pages with low HTML. That's a warning. Depending on the page, nobody cares. Um, here, low word count. Again, some of those we don't care about. We can look more in depth, but okay. most of the stuff, lots of green. So that's great. Um, there were five pages that were blocked from crawling. This is something that ought to be looked at to figure out wh why that it, was. So when they say block, I know that Megan has like one or two pages that she's trying to figure out how to do the pricing. So you have to get, you have to have a, a pin to get into them. Is that and what that they mean by blocked? It. Okay. It might be. Um, again, this gives you just a high level overview. We're not actually looking at which pages it is. And okay. so there are sometimes when there are really great reasons for pages to be blocked from crawling. And okay. then there are sometimes when a page being blocked from crawling is a problem. Okay. Right? Um, four pages only have one incoming internal link. That's also um, um, something that's important to fix just in general, because that's how Google kind of figures out the hierarchy, how many links are pointing to this page. So if you only have one pointing to this page, you're telling Google, I don't think this page is very important. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Um, orphan pages in sitemap uh, basically means that there's a page that exists that isn't in the sitemap. We don't know where it is, why it is, but it's, it's there, but it's not around. Hmm. Could be an issue, could not. We'd have to look at the page, and especially if she's doing work, that type of stuff can pop up because it's supposed to pop up because she's working on something. Mm. That makes sense. Yes. At least at a high level. <laughs> Again, green means good, and I don't want to spend a lot of your time going through all of the green. Um, 
we don't have much history because this was the first time we ran it. So there wasn't any history to compare it to. Um, the pages with the duplicate meta descriptions here are some of them. So you can actually oh, okay. go look at these and see. Okay. Yeah, I think she created a blog or something too. Yeah, these are all looking like blog posts. And so she yeah. made, maybe using the same description for all of them, which is the, what the, the, the challenge. Okay. The challenge comes in. Um, same thing with the title tags here, the two with the same title tags profile. So this page here, no one cares about. The first one, probably. The second one, yeah, that's interesting. So you can send this to her. She can look at it. She can figure that stuff out. Okay. Probably easy for her to, to figure out. Same thing with the duplicate content. Um, this just breaks the rest of this down. I'm not going to bore you. I mean, okay. I got pages to go here. <laughs> and no, it's a lot of information. And it's kind of like, huh? Don't feel bad. <laughs> Believe it or not, the report's designed to be a little bit overwhelming. Um, it reminds me of a credit report. <laughs> yes, I can see that. <laughs> um, so now you have pages that have missing meta descriptions. So you should fix all of these. Okay. Okay. Especially since your homepage doesn't have a meta description. That by itself is bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm writing that one down. Um, homepage. No. Your homepage doesn't have an H1 tag. You really should have an H1 tag on your homepage somewhere. Um, that's another kind of really quick and easy SEO fix uh, and red flag and fix. Um, and then these are all the other pages that don't have H1 tags that, that need it as well. H1, so after your title, your H1 is your heading one on your page. So if okay. you think of, think of a Word doc and how a Word doc is laid out, Right. Mm -hmm. And you think of the different, um, you know, when you can highlight text in a Word doc and then choose the formatting. Mm -hmm. If you even look just at their structure, it goes title, heading mm -hmm. one, heading two, heading three, heading four. It's like a tagline. Not a tagline per se in that sense, but it's it's a demarcation in terms of the structure of your document. OK. Right. So point one, point one A. Point two, point two A, point mm -hmm. two B. That's really what what's being um, created there. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, low word count. That isn't always an issue, depending on the page. Um, block from crawling. So, oh yeah. So the hashtags page being blocked from crawling. Nobody cares about that. That's actually a good thing. Um, the cart page being blocked from crawling, that's actually a good thing. So that's fine. Um, pages with only one internal link. So product page for your goal achiever. Yeah, like that prop, that page probably needs way more than one internal link, right? Um, because that's important. So you can send this to, to Megan, you said her name was, right? Yes. You can send this to her and she can figure out you know what to fix from this and then you have current specials is your orphan page but if you're not using that page currently then it should be all orphan and that's okay all right so that's the the big one 
Well, thank yeah. you for that. I hope I didn't talk too fast for you. No, it was perfect. Thank you. Um, and then the next one, which you also received, I believe you received this one. You should have. Um, I sent both of them, so I should have. This one. It, it will be under the same. Um... Yeah. Coming from the same email address. Okay. So this is the monthly SEO. So this is what you'll see on a monthly basis. Okay. Get that big ugly report <laughs> on a monthly basis. This one has a nice little table of contents. The other one, I don't even think has one. Uh, but you'll see the, the congruence here, the site, because they were run on the same day. So your site health is still at 86%, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that this information will will stay the same there at the top. And you know, as she makes changes, then your site health will change. Okay. Okay, where this gets into though is some more interesting information like traffic. So from an organic search perspective, traffic um, within the last month, you guys unfortunately got nothing. You didn't get no traffic? No. And that's- What does what traffic the, mean? So that is someone who searched for a term, your website came up in a search result, they clicked on it and they went to your website. Huh. Okay. So we have people visit the website, but you're saying those people who visit the website didn't get us from Google. Right. right. They know oh. your, they know your URL and they typed it in. Wow. But there was a lot of people who did that. How do they know our URL? Well, I don't know how they know your URL. Huh. <laughs> I don't know who they are. And remember, <laughs> this is a snapshot in time, right? So we'll be able to compare this better next month. Right. Um, on the next report. Okay? Interesting. So it's a snapshot in time. So don't get overly freaked out yet right now. Let's look at it next month um, when we get that snapshot. Okay. Okay. Um, so because it was a zero, there's no traffic analysis going on here. And so hopefully there'll be data here in the future. Okay. And the rest of it comes in with pretty much nothing. As wow. Keywords that Google believes, uh, scroll too fast. Uh, so right now, at the time of running this, there were four keywords that Google believes you rank for or that, that are related to your um, company and virtual assistant agency, not a bad one. VGAA, not sure that's a good one or not. Um, I mean, it's your name, but is that what they're they actually looking for you? Um, mm. Whole agency. Goal of a virtual assistant. Okay. <laughs> so those are four keywords right now that Google believes. And obviously you want this list to grow. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it will tell you as of May 6th, you are ranked number 74 for this one, 13 for this one, 14 for this one, and 28th for that one. Hmm. Interesting. So rank number 74 out of 320 uh, virtual assistant no, agencies? No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no that means. No. Okay, so let me explain that. So 74 <laughs> means when I if someone typed in virtual assistant agency, you're the 74th result. In oh. <laughs> so that means you're on page number seven. Okay. <laughs> Actually, technically page number eight. Okay? okay. And the volume column means how many people search for virtual assistant agency per month in the country. 320. Oh. 
Okay. Okay. Makes so I need sense. to go from page seven to page one. Got it. Right. Makes better sense. Yes. Okay. Um, new and lost keywords. This means really nothing because it's really a comparative thing, but we, we only had one real day of, I mean, we ran it once. It'll, you'll get better results next month or better look next month. Um, backlinks. So you've got a lot of backlinks, actually. You've got 530, which for a site as young as yours is actually pretty good. Um, not what I meant to do. Didn't mean to go to your website. <laughs> uh, hold on. Where am I? There am I. Nope. That's not it either. What are you seeing? I'm seeing a sitemap URL, a page URL. I think this is the long report, the full report, instead of the monthly report. Yeah. So what the heck did I just do? Oh, you know what? I think I closed it. I mean, I'm grabbing my phone because I, I heard my family texting. That's what happened. I accidentally closed it. All right, here we go. Um, buh, 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 buh. So people could be getting my URL from the backlinks. So they could be coming to you from the backlinks. And so we can look at, so your top backlinks were um, healing in. Healing ninjas. Healing wow. Ninjas podcast. Right. Okay. And so, um, you know, yeah, 530 backlinks. Um, wow. In so one month? No, 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 total. Oh, okay. Total, total. Okay. Okay. Um, which isn't bad for a site that's as young as yours. Okay. Um, then I will tell you when, because you backlinks, black links fluctuate, you're losing, you gain some. And so on January 4th, you lost a lot. Uh, I'm not sure which, who it was, but you lost quite a few. Like, what is that, 60 on January 4th? Yeah. Okay, that happens. It may be been one site that had a lot of backlinks for you that went down. Um, I don't know oh. any analysis on to who it is. This uh, um, I included the competitors here for you as well um, because you can look at these guys and see who they are and see if they're even related to what you do because this is who Google thinks you're competing with. Oh, and, and if so that's not right, then our report is probably not good. Well, no, what it means is your website's not good. Mm. No the content. No, that's what I mean, the report from the website. Yes, the content yes, from, yes. from the website is telling Google the wrong story. Oh my goodness. As a matter of fact, I just did a live on this two days ago and the live was titled, are you a duck? Because Google thinks you're a duck. Okay, and let me, I need to write that down so I can watch it. And that's what this is all about. It's because you're going to put everybody puts out a website and they know what they're trying to say but then google mm -hmm. interprets it and they may interpret it differently than what you were trying to say and you may be trying to say i'm a um a virtual assistant agency and they may be thinking you're a duck oh my gosh and then you're wondering why is this not working well they think you're a duck so they're sending people who are interested in ducks and they aren't interested in virtual assistant ducks. Yes, yes. I'm, a, I'm going right. to send this to Megan. That's going to be so funny. I'm going to say, watch this video about Google and ducks. So yeah, so take a look at these. And if they're not, then we know 
we need to change your content. You need to, to consider a real content strategy that will change your content so that this report, and it's going to take time. This is not something that will happen overnight. You're talking, it's, it's going to probably take six, six to 12 months. Okay. So okay. that this report starts to reflect people that you actually believe are your competition. Okay. Okay. I'm happy you told me that because I um, panic. <laughs> Yeah, don't panic. Um, and that's the thing with SEO, it takes time. Um, in SEO, a change you make today, you should not expect to see a result from it for six months. Oh, that wow. That is one of the frustrating things that people have about SEO and why a lot of people don't get into it as a, a field because clients do what you do, they panic. Well, we made a change, why don't I see a result? It's like, it takes time. It really does. Okay. However, once you get it right, it usually tends to stay right for a long time. Okay. It's just like a- But what if you change a whole lot of things and you don't know which thing was the right change? So that's also part of the game that you're, you're, you have to play. Oh. Uh, and why we, when, when we look at traffic keys, the second pillar is your content strategy, right? And in, in that it's not your content, it's your content strategy because there has to be a strategy to what you're doing. Okay. Right? It's not just, oh, we're just going to blah, right? There's good <laughs> um, so we have a, you create a strategy. And so then you can measure that strategy over that time. Um, so you're not panicking. And then, yeah, sometimes we are making assumptions and sometimes we are changing. Like I, I have one client <laughs> um, with, the agent, with the agency and we did a page and in all of the SEO reports, the report says that there are all kinds of errors on this page. However, Google loves the page and is sending hundreds of people to it a month. Wow. And they're like, well, why don't you fix the errors? I'm like, because Google's sending a bunch of people to it and we don't want to change it and change that. Right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll live with the errors. Yes, I get if it. If they're happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's just the way the game is. Mm. Okay, that's the way the game is. All right. Um, and then lastly on here is your social media. So this will give you a snapshot of, of your last month of social media. Um, obviously, you didn't have a month previous to compare it to because it was the first time, but it tells you um, your engagement summary. So on Instagram, you got 164 likes, 27 comments um, in, from March 7th to April 5th. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. From April 6th to May 5th. Mm. Right? It's compared to the previous date, but we don't have any. Well, I guess they do have. I, oh, because it's social media, so they can go back. That's right. Never mind. Sorry. Brain fart on my part. <laughs> See, that's why I have my people do this stuff. Not, you know, <laughs> re reading reports is not my specialty. I'm a strategist, not a report reader. Right. <laughs> um, but this gives you an idea of what's going on on your social media. Okay. Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Um, okay. And then I didn't know if this data would be valuable to you, but I had this added in as well, which is, you know, each post for the last few and kind of the engagement summary of it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. So this you'll get once a month. Um, sometime usually around the fifth of the okay. month. 
Okay, as long as we're together and then how many followers and page likes you have. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right, good. Well, I should have thought, I, I, I completely forgot to cover, that I needed to cover this stuff with you, but yeah, that, that was good to cover with you so you have an understanding of what you're getting, um, which is, you know, those reports are super valuable. Because mm -hmm. if I didn't understand it, I would honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I would have got overwhelmed trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I get that too. Um, all right, so let's dive in here. And when we spoke last week, you brought up the reality that, so looking at a value journey perspective, you now have people who they've uh, converted, you've excited them, they're at the base of Ascension. So they're, they're your client, right? They're your client and they've been there. And now you want to ascend them through your process, okay? Um, and part of the challenge that you're having with that is that you're finding yourself having to repeat a lot of the stuff that you said over and over because they're just not listening because they're right. adults <laughs> and adults don't listen. <laughs> That's why we became adults, okay? Um, so what I'm gonna do first is teach you a process Okay. Um, and you also saw that these are all getting recorded. So you're welcome to take notes if you want, uh, okay. but they're all getting recorded and they'll all be on that playlist on YouTube. Okay. Uh, it probably will take three to four hours after we get off because I've got an automatic process that will pick this up and, and do it, um, but it runs on a timer. So do you know a lot about Zoom? Like a lot about different features they have? What are you, what are you looking for? So whenever, um, I was wondering if there's a Zoom account where like my team could use VGAA Zoom links and it doesn't matter if somebody else is on a call at the same time. Cause like right now, if two people schedule a call, only one person, whoever gets to their call first, is like controlling the entire account. There's no yeah. way of doing like different Zooms at the same time. So you're gonna have to pay for that. Um, are you on a free Zoom account or paid right now? I'm on the, the basic plan okay so um i can tell you that we pay about a thousand dollars a month for zoom uh no sorry not a month a year a year sorry about a wrong wrong <laughs> time. sorry we pay about a thousand dollars a year i was about to say it again we pay about a thousand dollars a year for zoom and that's for us to have four operators oh okay it's the operators right. okay multiple operators got it yeah and so okay I own the main account and can schedule whatever I want. And then I have three people who can also schedule meetings, which are completely independent of me. Hmm. Okay. Um, what's nice about that is if they want to record meetings, they can, I can record, you know, we can all, we all have all the features available in that. Right. Um, but yeah, you, you, you're definitely going to have to upgrade to do that. Um, and I think it's, nine hundred and sixty seven dollars a year is what we pay okay thank you um yeah no problem that was an easy zoom question <laughs> well yeah i'm just trying to figure out do i want them to use their own zooms i just like to be able to hop in and out of meetings um to see what's going on with each client and their assistant so you're not going to be able to do that okay 
because it's their account and mm. meetings are theirs. Oh, okay. So unless they invite you, uh -huh. that's the only way you can get in. So there's no master account where everything gets created. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good and bad because I wish I could do that too and, and know, you know. Yeah. Um, but where it also does help you is if you have a meeting, uh, you can assign other people to be the host. So, you know, if they show up before you, they can be the host and admit people or do whatever needs to be done right. as the host. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, but no, you can't hop in and out, unfortunately. Um, okay, so let's talk about email sequence and communication. Okay. okay. So a lot of times when people think about email, they think about email and I am emailing my email list and I'm trying to make sales and I'm trying to get stuff out and that type of thing. And number one, here's what I'm going to tell you. That's a, that's, that's a lie and it's wrong. Well, it's not a lie. It's wrong. Okay. Um, the simple rule in email is that only 20% of your emails to your client base or outbound should be sales related only 20 percent. only 20 percent. so if only 20 percent, and that's a maximum so it could be less so if only 20 percent is sales related what's the other 80 percent it's educational hmm. okay and okay. you have to look at at email as a matter of building relationship okay Right. With the understanding that sometimes that relationship will look like what ours look like today mm -hmm. in that I sent you an email mm -hmm. and you didn't even realize you got it. And we talked about it, and then you go back and you find it. Oh, yeah, I got it. Mm -hmm. And so that's also a part of it. Right. Within that, there are a couple of different types of emails that we send. So for that, especially in that 80 um, percent one of the greatest things that you can do in that 80% is what's called a soap opera sequence. Now, you're probably too young to remember all my children. Do you remember that? Yes. You do? It's like a, um, a movie. Yes. It's kind of like another show. What's the other show? My mom used to watch it all the time. Yes. Your mom yes. did. Yes. And you know, we grew up with the soaps and your soaps. Yes, the soaps. <laughs> time, right? And you had to be there for your soaps. And it, and it, and if you missed the episode, you called your friend to find out what happened and blah, 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 blah. Yes. The key with the soap opera sequence is that this episode, right, existed and set you up for this episode. And this episode built off of what happened here. Oh. And they just kept a chain going. That's how they kept you coming back every single day. Because today they left you with some amount of cliffhanger or wait and see and said, we'll be back tomorrow to tell you more. Mm. Right. And then tomorrow they came back and they told you more of the story. And you got a little bit more of the story, a little bit more of the story, mm. a little bit more of the story. Right? Mm. Hearing more and more of the story and the story was engrossing and you wanted. And that's a soap opera. Yes. Okay. We do the same thing in emails. So you take a topic that you want to teach, that you need mm -hmm. to teach, and you consider it in the form of soap opera. So it's what is the topic? 
right? Or what's the question? What's the challenge? Okay. What's the problem? And then what are the component parts to it? Hmm. Okay. So um, give me like give me one an example so we can. We so can... like organizing. If organizing. I wanted to talk about organizing, it would be that's the that's the challenge is how to become a better organizer. How to become a better organizer? Great. Okay. And so then we can break how to become a better organizer down into all right. How to become a better organizer. Um, best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So you're not going to go from being uh, a junkyard to having a spotless and neat desk overnight. Mm. So first thing is find a pile of paper and go through it and move it. Just one. Do that today. That's the, right? Mm -hmm. And and then, you, you, so you, maybe that's the first email you sent. I'm just making this up. Obviously. Yeah. Right. So that's the first email you sent. And then at the end of that email, you leave them with a bit of a cliffhanger of what's coming next. Mm. Right. So tomorrow in two days, however, however often you're sending it in two days, we're going to, once you've done this, I'll show you how blah. And so now they know there's something else coming. There's something else to look forward to. And so two days, mm. later, they get it. They don't feel like it's, oh, there goes Taishim again, trying to sell me something. No, mm. them. I'm going to give you more good information in two days. So two days from now, they're like, okay, I got the email from Taishma. Wow, so you send, you're sending the emails back to back to back. Oh yeah. How honey. often do you send newsletters? So number one, it's not a newsletter. Okay. It's an email. And it's a regular email. The regular, it's like an email to me, to you. It's not a- Wow. It's not designed. It's- oh. People like emails like that. So the thing here is you are building a relationship. Okay. Okay. You are building a relationship. So for example, um, I was talking to my mother about soap opera sequences um, a couple of days ago. Um, and I know you'll be meeting with her soon. Um, and so we're talking about soap opera sequences. She says, you know, I got a story to tell you because there was a company that I met uh, 20 years ago and they did something for me 20 years ago. And I've gotten an email from them every however for the last 20 years and I've never opened a single one of them. But during the pandemic, I needed their service and I called them. Oh. And that's the point. Okay, so you're going to educate through that and you're going to have a percentage of people who are going to read them and going to go through them and going to learn and going to see. Great. You're going to have a percentage of people who are never going to open them. Great. You're going to have a percentage of people who open some of them. Great. And you'll have the opportunity with your staff now that when someone that they're dealing with is saying, hey, I'm having a problem organizing. Well, you may have already known that they've already received this email sequence. Mm. Just ask and go tell them, hey, we sent you an email about this two weeks ago. Go look for that just like what I did with you today. Yeah. Right? And what does that do? It puts them in a place where exactly where you are with me right now. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize, but you just gave me a whole lot of great information. And it was right here in my email. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. Yep. 
the other side of it is with creating those soap opera sequences um, is that uh, depending on what you're using for your email program um, to send it, you can create those as a sequence. And when someone needs this, right, which is what, what I do a lot, then you tag them. And then that tag automatically puts them in an automation where they get that email sequence. Mm. Oh, great. You need to know about that? No problem. I'm going to send you an email about that tomorrow. Mm. I know the system's automatically going to email them. And now they're receiving that sequence, right? And so, yeah. Um, and you can define how frequent you want to send your emails. Okay. Uh, I can tell you from all of my conversations with people who make millions of dollars, they say, your problem is you don't send enough emails. You're afraid to send an email every single day and we send multiple a day. We make millions, you don't. Who do you think is right? They send multiple in a day? A lot of them do. Oh my goodness. A lot okay. A lot of them do, okay? Um, and, and But understand that it isn't all sales related and that's the right. point. You're not just trying to ram your product down someone's throat. So like the blogs that Megan do, she could send them as newsletters? So the blogs, what- They're, they're I, informational. They are informational. Um, and the thing there with those, you can't put it in a, those will make great for newsletter. Oh, okay. Uh, the other thing that, that blogs are great for are email series. They're mm. great for series because if you write a blog and it had five points, guess what? You have five emails now. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe six if you had one that was the intro. Maybe oh. seven if you do an intro and, and a closing. Oh, okay. Okay. So like the bullet points can be different emails. Yeah. Oh. You can break it down. Okay. You can break down just that bullet point in an email and say, hey, to read more, go back to the blog. Oh. Okay. And so all of that keeps you in front of and educating your customer. True. It keeps you True. in front of and, you, and educating your customer. All right. And that becomes the key. Um, now, there are one more thing I want to tell you on this in terms of um, types of email. So we talked about the soap opera. The other type of email is um, what's called the Seinfeld episodes. Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, the, the TV show, if you ever watched it, um, maybe, maybe Never. Not. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but the way Seinfeld worked was every, even though the characters were the same, and generally things about the characters were the same, every episode was standalone. So you can literally pick up in season eight, episode three, and laugh your head off and not miss a thing because it wasn't dependent on the previous episode and it didn't set up the next episode, uh -huh. right? So it was a standalone thing. Hmm. So that's another type of email communication that you can use in conjunction with the soap opera. So you're sending your soap opera series and really and truly, you should want to get to the place where you've got at least 90 days of soap opera content. Okay, you know, the dream team, what I can do is tell each of them to write up a newsletter. So then it's not all on Megan, 
to where it's too overwhelming for her. And then it also gives them experience, not newsletters, but like, hey, try writing a blog or write an informational piece for VGAA or something like that. And don't overthink this. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say that quite bluntly to you. Yes. Tell me that all the time. <laughs> okay. um, I, I get the sense that you may want to overthink. Yes, I do. I try to work on that. I know. And I know it's hard. What I'm going to do is, let me see if I can pull this up here for you and show you something real quick. The wrong thing. Oh no, sorry. Bear with me. Okay. So I'm going to show this to you because I want you to see the difference here for a second. So this is part of my welcome series. Um, and so that's one of, one of the soap opera series that you can use as a welcome series. And I can walk you through the different parts of the welcome series. Um, but in my welcome series, I do an email who is Ativa, and I'm introducing myself. And I'm introducing my origin story of why I'm doing traffic keys. Mm. Okay. Um, and so I'm telling a story, pretty decent length of an email. Okay. Yeah. Likewise, in my welcome series. Is this what you send um, before the discovery call or, or is this? Good question. We'll get to that. That's okay. a good question. Um, so, whereas here's another email in that welcome series. It's super short. Yeah. Okay. It's just making communication. It's okay. just, yeah. yeah. You don't have to write books and books and books and books and books. Like, yeah. It can be super duper short. Yeah. Right. Or if you're super wordy, like um, the, the, the lady that I learned this from, um, she's super wordy. All of her emails are like three pages long. Mm. <laughs> but her tribe loves that and they want to read. I'm mm. not that guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm not going to give you more words than I have to. <laughs> yeah. Right. But to each his own. So that that's kind of the thing there is, is consider, you know, that it doesn't, this is not super um, difficult or overthinking. Now, to answer your question, because I have asked that question um, to the experts as well. And the answer is a welcome series. You start the moment they make contact with you. So if they, for example, which we'll get to probably not today for sure, but in the future, talking about your offer stack, right? And so if you start to develop, say, a lead magnet, that gets them into your ecosystem by um, having them give you your email address and you're delivering a PDF or, or some piece of content to them, right, for free. Uh, and they gave you the email address. Day one, you deliver the email address. Day two, you start the welcome series. Okay, so okay. the welcome series is automated. 
right? So that's, can that be done in MailChimp? So I will tell you this, if you're using MailChimp, stop. Uh, <laughs> all right, MailChimp sucks, it's crap, and it's a, it's a waste of money. And I say that rather- I'm on a free package, that's why I use it. Yeah, and that's why most people use it. And, oh. and that's how they get you on the free package, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I've used MailChimp. I used MailChimp for years, years ago. So I, I'm not, I understand why people are there. I, I was using MailChimp back in 2008. I, like I've known MailChimp for a long time. Wow. Um, I'm not, I, was just, I started with Constant Contact in 2001, maybe 2002. So, you know, but both of them are crap. And they're designed to be crap. They're designed no offense, to get you started in, in this and, and for people who just don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. What they will never allow you to do, which you can do here in active campaign or in um, go high level mm. is, and of course I, I know go high level price point is a lot higher. Um, active campaign, which I'm also an affiliate of, um, you can get this basic feature here for 15 bucks a month. Mm. So 15 bucks versus free, that's pretty much free. You're like, it's not a ton of money. But here, anytime someone subscribes to the list, traffic keys, they get dropped into my welcome series and you see it. Here's an email, wait a minute. Oh, that's so cool. And it just does it. I don't ever have to think about it again. Huh. It's set. Is it's this, awesome. is this a, is it, you said this is a part of high, level high no, this level isn't. this is a oh. so go high level would replace this and a lot of other stuff yeah okay but that's true email management and automation not what you get in, in mailchimp okay uh, mailchimp is about sending newsletters and yeah we're way past that like we're building real companies and newsletters <laughs> like coca-cola does not send you a newsletter okay okay I want to, so I'm thinking about starting the, um, is it go high level? Yeah. In August. Okay. Yes. Just, the, I know before I said June, but we have to push it back to August. I, I know business. Yeah. I know how, how dates go and that's fine. Um, so, so yeah, so you get to the place where you can create these automations, right? And that's honestly to one of the reasons I'm, I still use um, active campaign um, for this type of stuff versus um, a go high level, because I can actually take that automation and share it with you. Mm. And you can just import it and change the emails and now you have it. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. Um, and so, whereas go high level doesn't allow you to do that. And so I use that to actually reach out to a lot of people like, Hey, I can give you an automation for free. Mm. I will do this task for you. All you got to do is change the emails. Mm. Right, but neither here nor there. Um, same thing, if they come to your website, they book a discovery call, right? And they book it mm -hmm. today and you send them a confirmation of the discovery call today, you start the welcome series tomorrow. Mm. Why? Because, and this is where, here, I'm gonna show you. Too. Um, so, because what you want to do is you're warming them up even before your discovery call. 
Right. Okay. Um, and they're reading stuff about you and knowing stuff about you even before the discovery call. So this guy here, Robert Nicholas, I've got a call with him, a follow-up call with him tomorrow. Um, he is doing um, the press release bundle with me. Okay. And he, he, he got into my universe and I dropped him in the automation. So I think he started with me. Um, he made the appointment on a Tuesday. And I think the um, appointment was actually that Friday. I don't remember the mm -hmm. exact, but it was a few days apart. And I, he started the automation. And so that was, and this is not going to be totally easy to show you, but our call was May 5th. And over here, he enters the automation and then um, he was sent welcome to traffic keys. Okay. And here, this last updated interaction means that he read this email. Mm. Right. Welcome to traffic keys. Then um, there were other ones that he got. Yeah. Who is Atiba here? And then he got the Bigfoot email here before our call right today's the mm -hmm. 17th right so they, today's the 17th our call was the 15th so he got the um bigfoot email on the day of our call we start our, our call with him laughing about my bigfoot email oh you got a funny one i think you write that down right funny and it was that he understood what i was talking about and he was like yes but what did i do it completely changed my sales call with him. Ooh. It completely changed my sales call with him because now it wasn't that he got on a website and made an appointment and was waiting to see, okay, who am I going to talk to? By the time he got to me, he received three emails, a welcome, who is Atiba and a chasing Bigfoot or finding Bigfoot. Mm. And by then he's like, okay. And he said these exact words to me. I feel like I know you. <laughs> I love that. That's okay. This is so important. Okay. So um, how do you have it set up to where, do they always get the Bigfoot email before the call or? Yeah, so this is, this is part of my welcome series. Okay. So there were just enough days in there that it happened, but it, it, okay. it really doesn't matter to me what they get. The okay. fact is that before I make the call with him, I can see in here everything that he's received and mm -hmm. everything that he's opened. And read. So I know where his brain is based on what I've already told him oh. in my emails. Okay, do you ever stop the series after the call or you just let him keep going? So basically, I guess it depends on what the series is about to me. So like- Yes. So that's where now when- you get to the higher levels of a program like this or go high level when you start building automation maps. So mm. now your welcome series always plays all the way through, no matter what. Okay. But then you may drop them into another soap opera series, which is taking them through another process. Wow. Right? And That's now game they're, changer. They're going through, let's, let's say for example, for example, um, this, so in this process here, um, you're gonna do a call with them and they're not going to book with you on that call, okay? Mm. So they, they get your welcome series, which is six emails, but they got the call after email number three, let's say. Mm -hmm. 
Now they're still gonna get the next three emails, but what you would have done is tag them and said, hey, um, in their record that, hey, I had a call, but they're not ready or whatever your tag is. And that tag then drops them into another automation, which wow. doesn't start until the welcome series is done. And, oh it, starts, and it says, and now nurtures them through why you need a virtual assistant, let's just say, okay? So now nurtured oh. through why they need a virtual assistant, but get this, in the middle of this soap opera series of why you need a virtual assistant, they decide to become a client. Well, when they decide to become a client, you give them a different tag. Tag. Once they get that tag, they get removed from this automation Ooh. and into automation. Okay. Right? And that other automation may be you know, now that you're a client, onboarding, welcome. And now they're in an automation doing that. Oh. And this is why this is called ascension. You're ascending someone through the process. Man, this is, this is a lot. Okay. Yeah, this this is is a lot. You want to get to, and this is why I say MailChimp sucks because you can't do this type of stuff in MailChimp. Yeah. And as a business, this is what you need to do. It's not just about sending out a random email or, or uh, uh, a promotion or, you know, um, or even just a ah. new This is about actually communicating with your clients and, and building relationships. relationships with your clients. Okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's how that kind of works. So you have your soap opera series and then you have your Seinfeld series. So I typically tell people it's best to use your Seinfeld series as your sales because soap operas are going to run and you can use that that Seinfeld as a boom, one in every five emails or one in every seven emails, I'm making a sale to you. I'm, I'm talking about a, a product or a service, right? And, and they're one off like that. So, um, and depending on how often you're sending emails, you can know I'm sending them every single day. So once a week, I can send a Seinfeld sales email. And every other day, they're getting a soap opera. Yeah. Man, this is like a full-time job. Well, the, the thing about, about it is once you have it set up, it runs. So, okay. So after they have done a discovery call, but they haven't became a client, the automations just keep on going for how long? Well, it depends on how much you have in it. Okay. It, it depends on how much you have in it and how you kind of grow that out. So you may drop them into a nurture campaign. Um, if after the discovery call, that's seven emails, right? And which nurtures them through trying to bring them back to becoming a client. And if they decide not to, then, okay, what's the next logical thing to do with them? To just keep emails coming, but is it still an email? Is it still a series? So or... it's a series, you're just knocking them, adding them onto another series. But you have to figure out at that point what's the next logical series. So, for example, mm. um, if it is that they they didn't respond to anything in this series, then okay, do we then? And this is what, if you remember from the call that you were on, um, the testimonial. Yeah, didn't you, you did the email call too, didn't you? No. Okay, I thought you did that one with me. Uh, okay, sorry. So on the, on the well, yeah, so there was another one. I thought you were there, but I'm getting old. Okay. I wish I liked the first one. Um, I liked a lot. Oh, yeah, they're good. Um, and so 
there you have to figure out what's the next thing to introduce them to. So they didn't, they did your discovery call, they were a no. And the now, next thing to introduce them to would be why they need a virtual assistant. Well, that's what they would get. That's a series after they said no on the discovery call. So they uh -huh. got that. They didn't say yes through that, that you did oh. a or you did a 14 day, whatever that, that series was, you did that. And they still haven't said yes. All right. So now maybe it's a, um, um, I don't know. I don't know what else. What's, what's your downsell per se? Um, so but, would it, would it be like tips on how to manage your team or? It could be. It could be tips on how to manage it. And, and that's the like point. the team they already have, if they already yeah. have, it just depends. Like you said. Yes. So then that means I need to ask key questions during the discovery call to get a little more information from them. Not necessarily. You can, and it depends on how far you want to go with this. So right now I would tell you, you can ask that stuff, which will help you know how to do those next series. Um, overall though, I would tell you. Pick out the series first. Yeah, don't be overly bogged down with that right now. That will come. Okay. So right now, do your best case scenarios in terms of paths that you take people through, right? And then you'll eventually start to learn as we talk about personas and 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 people that okay, this is there's a whole group of people who are there actually struggling with this problem. Mm. And so when you recognize that on a call, you tag them. And that drops them into an automation that only those people get because they're struggling with that type of problem. Well, I could even do just like motivational quotes, like keep you them can. going and you keep can. them inspired. Cause it's hard when you're a small business owner and you're just like work in the house. Oh, that's nice. Okay. You can't, there's a ton that you can do. Okay. Um, and dream of with this type of stuff. Okay. Um, it does get a little addicting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Where is what I'm looking for? Hold on. Bear with me. Yes, this is it. So like, for example, and there's just so much that you can do with this type of thing. So this is um, Tanika's automation that runs her strategy challenge that she does once a month. Mm. Okay. And I am just going to scroll this for you for a second. Actually, can I, I don't even know. Yes, I can make this smaller. Oh my God, this is a real life map. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh and my so God. This branches in all sorts of logic for all sorts of things of what can happen and how they can react. You can even get into things in here of there, um, there are messages that we know that we want them to open. And so if they don't open it, they don't advance. And then we resend it to them and they loop. You can do all sorts of stuff. Wow. Until they open it. And once they open it, boom, 
Um, if they joined a challenge two weeks before, what are the messages they get? If 10 days before, if they join it a day later, what are the, yeah, there's a ton of stuff that you can do. Oh my gosh, this is like a full-time job. Well, you, you hire an assistant, a virtual assistant to do it. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And I'm a, th that's another way for me to convince people. Okay. But this is why I said, um, you know, one of the reasons I keep using active campaign is because like I've built a ton of these. And if you are running something like this, I can just share this with you. Mm. Uh, I can literally just give you a link and you will import this whole thing into your. Wow. Right. How valuable is that? Yes. I like this. This is crazy. So, hold on. No, take take yours, not mine. Yes, for sure. Um. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. You know, familial things. <laughs> um. So that's where you're going, and that's what you want to do with um emails you get to that point where we're creating this entire map of how we're communicating and how we're taking you through a journey with us so that you can learn and this is what we're talking about is just the post sale like you've had a call with them to their being a customer and on this exists even before that as well yeah right so there's a I lot just, of i just got to get people on the email list even before they book a discovery call and right now i'm not doing that Um, and so for that, which we can get to as we, we talk about your customer journey um, later on, but you know, you, you've got to develop lead magnets, things that yeah. cause them to do that exchange. And we can talk about that. Um, the thing that I will tell you that's really easy that you have to consider is what is the, the sexy thing in your business that always gets people like, ooh, ah. Like, I don't know. They just say like the way that I talk about my teams just seems so fun and they just have a hard time finding reliable assistants. So when they see like one girl has been with us since October, then it's like, oh my God, what do you do to keep so, your team interested? There you go. That might be it. You can do an entire um, PDF on um, how to hire a reliable assistant or how to choose the right uh, virtual assistant agency. Um, and you know, marry that content up in there, mm. and offer that out to people on your website in exchange for your email address. So it could be something as simple as that. Oh yeah, because I've been looking for like the golden ticket to offer for free. So the way you find the golden ticket to offer for free <laughs> is you lay a bunch of eggs, and one of them will eventually become golden. Mm. Okay. Oftentimes, and this is marketing, we try a lot of stuff. And so oftentimes in marketing, we don't know. We're going to try it and it worked. We're going to try it and it failed. And so you keep developing these and you test them out and you try them out and you see what do people really respond well to? Oh, they like that one. We're going to keep it. Oh. That's it. It's trial and error. Oh my God. I'm thinking way too hard about this stuff. You really are. <laughs> There is no silver bullet. The silver <laughs> bullet is trial and error. Okay. It is trial and error. Okay. 
um, yes, you can learn stuff and, and we can go through, once you understand your personas and stuff, you can become more targeted at your trial and error, but it's still freaking trial and error. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It really still is. Um, another point I needed to make to you. Okay, so now, how do you record the, these emails? Um, here's, or create these emails. Here's my suggestion to you. Actually, I'll just show you. I can't legally share this document with you um, because technically, not technically, because you've paid me and my agreement says that I can't share it. I'm trying to open a different Chrome tab and I keep opening the same one over and over and over. That's called the definition of what? Insanity. <laughs> um, so I can show this to you, but I can't give it to you. So don't think I'm being a jerk. Just legally bound. Never that. Oh no, I can be a jerk. Don't. <laughs> I don't see it. Uh, hold on. I am going to share the screen once again. Okay, so here's how you do this, really simply. This is called the seven by seven matrix. Um, and so you take seven topics, seven big topics, okay? Mm -hmm. And you take those seven big topics and then you write, consider what are the seven points, sub points, questions that need to be answered, things that need to be communicated about that big topic. Okay. Okay. So for example, this is actually mine. Um, audience for traffickies, audience, right? Well, I have some frameworks under audience. What is B-O-B-A, be obsessed or be average? I talk a lot mm. about that. Okay. You gotta be obsessed with, with who your customer is, otherwise you're gonna be an average business. Mm. Okay. That's that's one of my. You know, points. I saw that as one of the questions that you sent over in the email, and honestly, I've been thinking about that all morning. Like, what is my ideal goal achiever? And we'll get to that. All right, um, persona development, which is what you saw earlier. Um, when does your audience need you? Dream one hundred, pain spectrum definition. So these are seven different points of things that I can cover under audience. Okay, and it goes on and on, right? Um, the point here is, this is what you need to do. You need to figure out what those seven big pillar top level topics are, and then what are the seven points under each one of them? So and, like the biggest pillar is the policies of VGAA. Um, you're thinking of pillar in the wrong term, okay. uh, in the wrong way. So a pillar would be, um, a big content area. And so policies could be one of them. Okay. Um, but you gave me one earlier, you know, um, why do I need a, a, a virtual assistant or what is the virtual assistant? 
going to do for me? That is a pillar content area, right? And mm-hmm. you can have seven, you might even have more than seven sub points to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your um, policies may be one that you need to communicate as well. And you may have seven sub points to that. Here's what you do. You write this up and then you sit down and you turn your camera on in front of you and you talk about it. Each and that's it. Time. You make it sound so simple. So, You're good in front of the camera though. No, 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 no. This is not for publishing. Here's oh. what you're going to do. You're going to just sit here and talk. And you're going to talk about, you know, what is B-O-B-A? Well, it stands for be obsessed or be average. And the reality is if a business isn't obsessed with who their ideal customer is, then they'll always be average because you have to know that customer better than they know themselves. Because within knowing them so well, you can communicate with them at a level that they're just going to love you and want to do business with you because they realize that you are uniquely created to solve their pain point. You can talk just like that about any of your topics. Mm. You do that, right? And then drink some water and you do do answer um, section two and then section three. It's not perfect. You then take that recording and you send it to one of your VAs. And when you say, I'm going to ask my VAs to write stuff for me, give them the video. Yeah. They turn this into an email. Patty is good at that too. Right? Take each one of those sections and turn it into an email. And there, my dear, is your soap opera series. Wow. That's, I can have them done in two weeks. That's how you create it. And the only thing that's missing is the transition between the emails. Okay. Right? Okay. The, the how this one sets up the next one. And mm. that's the thing that, that they'll have to do. But okay. very, very simple for you to get there. And just think about that alone. If you do seven by seven, that means you will get a minimum of 49 emails. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you get a minimum of 49 emails, that means you're halfway through what I said to you to be at, you want at least 90 days of email. Mm. Now, you're going to ask me the question, why 90 days? Very simple. If someone does not open an email from you for 90 days, stop emailing them. <laughs> so does the automation automatically take them off? So I have an automation that does that. Oh, okay. Right? And you should have an automation that automatically is always cleaning your list because email deliverability, and this is why I hate MailChimp because they don't really care about email deliverability. They just want you to send the email and whoever gets it, gets it. Email deliverability is a big thing. And when, and I did a video on this one too. Um, You can send an email out and it can end up in someone's inbox, their junk box, or their promotions folder. Only one gets really seen. And so mm-hmm. you're looking at your open rates and you're like, man, my open rates suck. Well, that's because you don't realize it ended up in a junk box or the promotions folder. And it ends up in one of those two boxes because of your email deliverability rates, which Google looks at and all services look at and say, okay, how many people are opening your email? A lot of people, then we'll send it to more people's inboxes. A little bit of people will send it to less people's inboxes. That's literally the algorithm. Mm. So if you have people who haven't opened an email in 90 days, 
stop emailing them because they're hurting you. It doesn't mean you'll never email them again because typically what we'll do is- You just we'll, change the tag? Yes. Okay. Or you add a tag to them so that they fall out of a list. Okay. Right? Um, and so what, what normally will happen is like you may send a Christmas message and everybody on the list will get the Christmas message, right? So there may be two or three times a year that you email everybody on the list, no matter what their tags are. And if they open one of those emails, then they go back into the regular rotation. Mm. If they don't, then they stay off. Oh, this automation thing is something serious. This is yeah. a serious job. Oh my gosh. It's a lot. Okay. Uh, but it's a lot. But as I said, once you set it up and it's running, it's running. Yep. Yep. Right. I don't think about that for all the clients that I manage. I don't think about the list cleaning email because I've I got the automation. It works. Mm -hmm. I don't have to consider it. Once it's running. All right. Um Last thing we'll say on, on, on email would be, you, it's all about building relationship. And so every few emails, put a call to action in the email that is reply. You want them to hit the reply button, especially in your welcome series. Like the very first email, I'm gonna ask them to hit the reply button. You want to ask them for information from them? Okay. So like my welcome series, my very first email, um, the welcome to traffic keys, I give them a little welcome and I say, hey, um, I would really love to know about you. And I ask them a question, reply and tell me this. Does everybody do it? No, most people don't, but some people do. And those become your raving fans, mm. right? Those become people that you really want to spend time with because they're, they are taking time to invest their time. Oh, so if they ask you a question, then like I would set them up on automations to get resources. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There's cool. so much, there's so much that you can do. Okay. I like that. Okay. All right, so we covered the email. You have that the high level understanding of what where you yes. need to go and how it will solve your problem. That's the bigger thing. Do you see how yeah. that will help you solve the problem of people who are always asking? Now people will still ask, but at least now you know I'm sending you this information. So you're gonna cut down on a number of people that are asking. And when they do ask, you say, hey, because you can look in their record, hey, um, go back to August 1st. And I sent you an email on August 1st talking about this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Any thoughts on that? Any, any last thoughts? <sighs> nope, I'm ready. Now I have to, I'm a, you know, after we get off the phone, I'm going to call Patty. I'm going to get this all set up. So yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. And again, don't overthink it. Don't overstress it. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination. Okay. By any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Um, so I know we spent way longer on that than I thought we would, but I think it was good. Mm -hmm. 
right? Um, so, and you got about 15 more minutes if, I, if I'm correct. Um, did I say 2.30? See, because we're in different time zones, I always forget. So did you say um, two o'clock my time, which is two o'clock your time? Yes, but um, my sister is home from the hospital now, so I have time, yeah. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. That's a good thing. Yes, she's home. Okay. Okay, one other thing that I do need to talk to you about. Yeah, before we continue on. So another issue that I'm having, which I don't know if you can help me with this or if you could tell me where to go to find help. I want to make sure that um, I have VGAA like um, set up properly, like financially, as far as like the way I set it up is um, by the hour. So the the assistant would get paid off that. I would get paid and then the business will get paid. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I should set it up like that. If that's right. Or who I should talk to about setting up the pay structure of everything. So um, it's a really good question. Um, there are tons of models out there. The reality is the model that works best for you is the one that you're going to stick with and make work well for you. And that okay. is everything. Okay. Um, and so you can, and this is where you're in between a, a financial advisor there and, and an accountant in terms of what you need, right? And so I don't touch a lot of that in terms of telling you the best way to set this up, okay? Um, the thing that I would switch about your structure though is the business gets paid and then the business doles out the money versus and I understand your thinking because you take, you're thinking about taking care of your assistants and you're thinking about taking care of your, um, your, your, your people, which is great and, and admirable and where you should be, right? Um, but you have to know what it costs for you to provide an hour of service to someone. And that has to be considered in totality. So for example, we just talked about email and email automation. Guess what? Every single client should be paying for that on an hourly basis. Right? You are paying me. Every single client should be paying for that on an hourly basis. And okay. so considering it from that, from that perspective of this is what it costs for us to do an hour of work. And in there is all of those costs and the, the assistant and whatever you get paid and, and all of that adds up. And then we see what's left and that's our profit. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the challenge with the way you're doing it of thinking of the assistant and yourself and then the business is the business always gets shortchanged in that. And you never truly have that ability to, to be able to say, okay, I want to, you know, spend $5,000 on this over here because the business didn't budget it correctly because it's the third. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that would be my suggestion to you. And, just flipping the order of how you think about that. Now, that order is a 
ton tougher to think about. It is because you can think about it, you know, the way you're thinking about it now is like if I build $20 and the assistant takes $10 and I take $5, then the business gets $5. Yeah. And that's super simple math, but it doesn't actually prove that it's a viable system. Mm. Oh, goodness. Right. And it doesn't prove that it's, to use Mila's term, sustainable. However, if you looked at it on the opposite side and said, okay, I know that, um, you know, one, we have these, this level of fixed expenses. We know that you have to define your fixed expenses. You mm -hmm. have those. After my fixed expenses, I want to make sure that we're always saving 10% of everything we bring in. Okay, boom, I got to add that in. Then after that, I've got to look at um, my leadership team and I've always got to be investing in my leadership team and I'm going to put a percentage on that. So I'm going to put 5% of my earnings on investing in my leadership team. So that will add up and it might equal you taking your leadership team to a conference and the leadership team right now may just be you, but it's still leadership team, right? Yeah. Taking you to a conference or a book you're reading or whatever. Um, and But I've got this money that's growing there towards that, okay? Then um, I've got this bucket of money here or this percentage that I'm always gonna have to use towards um, improving my systems, right? Then I know that I've got, uh, and it could have been in the fixed expenses, which would be the salaries that I'm paying. And that way you're looking at it from that holistic perspective and knowing that you're considering everything that the business actually has to pay for and actually has to manage, right? And you don't get to that place where it's like, man, I gotta, I gotta pay Zoom and it's $967, where right. am I gonna get that from? Well, right. I should have gotten that because for every hour build you took $1.50, $1.50, $1.50, $1 right? Where the math gets complicated, if that wasn't complicated enough, where the math gets complicated is you're then also doing an estimate of how many hours am I going to bill? So what is my income? Right. Um, I always will tell you, err on the side of caution, not on being aggressive with income. Okay. Um, I'm aggressive with my expenses. So I expect to spend more than I think, but I expect to make less than I believe. Okay. So that gives me buffer on both sides. So if you have five assistants and they can bill 20 hours a week, Right, so that's 100 hours a week, 400 hours a month. I would say, okay, I can bill up to 400 hours a month given my current capacity. I am going to anticipate only 80% of that actually coming through because people will get sick, somebody's gonna leave, something's gonna happen, a client might leave. So I'm only gonna expect 80% of that, 400, so that's what, um, 320 hours a month that I'm going to bill and I'm billing at this rate. So therein lies my income that now has to fill into all of those brackets and buckets. When you look at that, 
and you put all of that out, you'll see how it all shapes out. And when it shapes out, believe it. Don't say, nah, you know, believe it. Because if you don't, you're going to be lying to yourself. And if you don't like the way it shapes out, then you have to go back to your income side and say, something's got to change. So either I need to raise my rates or I need to raise my hours. Maybe it's both. Which one? Well, if I raise my hours, that also means getting more clientele or more work from the same clientele. How realistic is that? And can my staff actually do that? Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. If I raise my rates, do I price myself out and lose? And it's okay to lose a customer. A lot of times we as business owners get so freaked out about losing customers. So you're saying raise the rates on the current customers too? Oh yeah. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes, sometimes you have to. And you should have a contract with them that says that, you know, we will raise the rate. We have the right to raise the rates once a year or whatever it is. Okay. I remember um, it was, it had to have been at least five years ago, probably longer than this. I did this analysis um, for our, um, our gift delivery service. And at that time, let me see if I remember the story exactly right, because I've done this a few times. So I'm trying to I'm trying not to blend multiple stories into one for that company. Um, but at that time, we were charging. What was it? Oh, we were charging. That's right. We were charging forty nine dollars for a dozen cupcakes. And that was full price delivery included. No other fees. You paid $49, you got your, your cupcakes and you, you went about your business. We delivered it, everything was great, right? Um, and I'd done that because I'd gotten advice from someone who said years ago um, that, you know, the world is gonna go to, to the place of free to deliver. This is before Amazon was doing this. It was long before Amazon was even considering this. The world is gonna to go to, to free deliver. So I'd spent three or four years trying to figure out how to get us to free delivery. And I finally decided, okay, we're gonna go here and, um, to 49. And we were there for about five years at $49 for a dozen cupcakes, completely landed. That was the price, go, right? Um, and then I did the analysis. No, it went the other way. Sorry, I'm telling the story wrong. It went the other way. It was $35 and we added $15 for delivery. And I did the analysis. That's how it went. And I did the analysis and I realized that um, looking at all the abandoned carts and all the orders and, and did this whole big model, okay? That I would actually make more money going to 49 than I was at 35. With delivery included. With delivery included. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so we tried that and lo and behold, it worked. And I was definitely afraid that the price was going to scare people away and you know people wouldn't buy because now it's the higher price and everything but they did because they love those cupcakes well whether they love them or not they, they still did right and then <laughs> a couple years later and that's why i said i did i've done this a few times a couple of years later i looked at it again and i said what if we did this opposite because we were doing the the 49 um with the free delivery but then it created a problem with our cakes 
because of their price point and and then adding delivery on to people were starting to complain about that and just like what if we just revamped this whole model and i dropped it from 49 down to 39 and added 10 dollars delivery and nothing changed wow but we get so scared to change pricing because we think we're going to lose customers right and you have mm. to, to divorce yourself from that sum and i mean obviously you can't be stupid right you can't go from 49 to 109 like that's dumb right um but people understand that things are going to cost more and if some people are going to leave because of it it's okay because you look at we make it up over here mm. i see up. right Right. Okay. I keep telling myself I was going to go up on rates, but I've only went up on rates on two clients. But um, yeah, I feel like so. If I also go up on rates, I was going to say I would probably need like a sales consultant to to make sure I'm doing it right, or it's just something that you just change and you just send out a notice. Well, yes, you can send just you send out an email sequence. Mm-hmm. letting people know what's going on and the thing about it is you look at it it's all about positioning everything is about positioning it's a yes yeah, like the testimonies yes and it's about the offer think about what i sent you to introduce you to this coaching i made mm-hmm. you an offer mm-hmm. and you saw the offer. oh and you showed exactly what i was getting out of the <laughs> we already talked about this <laughs> And so now when you have to raise your rates, you make it into an offer. So let's say there are going to be, um, you know that there are going to be some people who are going to be price resistant, okay? And they're not going to want to go, but you also don't want to lose them because they're actually good customers. Because sometimes the people who are going to go are bad customers and you're fine to let them go. But sometimes there are some people who you don't want to leave, but they are good customers. Then you start to look at, there's so many things you can do, but you look at really simply, What's the average? On average, a customer spends 10 hours a week with me. Okay, I know that. They spend 10 hours a week. Boom. All right. No problem. So now if I'm going to raise my prices, I'm going to tell everybody, hey, listen, coming in July, um, there is going to be a bit of a price increase to this. Between now and July, between now and the price um, hike, here is an offer to you. And my offer to you is this. If you agree to a new contract with me where, remember the average is 10 hours, right? You agree to a new contract with me at for a minimum of 14 hours a week, you can keep your current rate. Okay. What does that just do for you? It just increased your billable. Right. Right? Because you know, in order to to affect your bottom line, you either need to increase your hours or increase your rate. So you give them an option. Hey, I'm going to fix your rate at this current rate if you agree to do that. Mm. Okay. And that's just one example. There are tons of different ways that you can slice this. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean that you have to fix the rate. You can do other things. You can offer them other services. You can do. Yeah. 
right? Cause yeah, because with the higher the go high level, like Asmal's package is twenty hours. If we're offering that, there's no way we're gonna be able to just do twenty hours. Like, I'm not even gonna offer that package anymore because you're gonna need way more than twenty hours. Yeah. So that's kind of it. You 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 just have to look at it from that perspective and say, okay, what what do we need, and what's an offer I can make you that's going to sound really great to you and not going to be crazy to me. So, so step one is building these relationships. And then step two would be coming with the offer in my mind. Yes. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. What other questions you have about that? Or thoughts? Um, no, no questions about that, none. I was just pulling up our email, that's all. Okay. Yeah, we got through point number one. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, there's a lot here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this persona development even, or the persona definition and doing that when someone pays the agency, we book two eight hour sessions with them to do it. When someone pays, when someone books the agency. My agency. Uh-huh. To do persona development for them, okay? That is a, they book two sessions that are eight hours each. So basically my new goal achievers, they would have to book a session with me on why they, how they could utilize a VA. Mm, like, not necessarily, that's up to you. I'm saying, okay, maybe we're speaking apples and oranges. What are you asking? And then I'll tell you what so I was. So I was asking about offering a new service. Okay. So I was saying that for VGAA, after they become a goal achiever, I could have a separate call with them on identifying their weaknesses in their business and then being able to say, this is how we're going to utilize a VA. You can, absolutely. Um, now, we will get to that in point number three on, on our topics, which is the value ladder. So once you define, once we have a picture and I'll teach you how to do it and you can go off and do it and you guys can do it. You'll do the 16 hours all on your own. Um, oh, this is my assignment. Right. <laughs> 16 hours will be your assignment. I will tell you what to oh, do. Okay. do it, right? But we'll, we'll do that next time. Uh, but once you get that idea of the persona that you are looking for, like, and this is where it gets really great, right? So like my wife is launching um, her membership um, and the thing there was, okay, so who's the persona that we're talking to that you want to be the first group of people in this membership that we're going after? And she, she, we looked at that and she chose one of her personas and we know that we're talking, or she chose two, we're talking to two different types of women. We're talking to number one, the woman who is just starting out. She's got tons of ideas and she doesn't have a clue where to go. And then number two, the woman who is making less than 
$20,000 a year in her business. She knows she has something, but she has no idea what she's doing and how to make that next step and bring stuff together so it can actually grow. That's who we're talking to, right? So right there, from a communication standpoint, I'm not talking to somebody who's making $80,000, right? I know how to, and I mean, we have a lot more information on them than just what I just shared with you, but I know exactly how to talk to them. So now when we write the sales pages, I talk directly to where they are. Um, here, I will, um, let me just show it to you instead of talking about it. Um, I can spell, yes. So this is not done by any stretch because the video isn't right yet. And the copy isn't all in yet. But um, so she's launching in July, it was 49 days away. And so we're actually joint creating, she's gonna start talking about it now because the, it, the doors won't open until June 5th for people to actually register. And so between now and then, she's gonna be talking about it and sending them to this page here um, we know what, and she's primarily in this time going to be talking to people who have dreams and they don't know how to get started. And this is one of the headlines we're working with. I can help you achieve your wildest dreams without giving up the things you love. If you are That's just perfect, it business, sounds like heaven. And if, and if, <laughs> you see the point. And that's why we do persona development because when we write stuff to them. We want to know it's going to hit them and they're going to feel like it's heaven. Mm. Right? When we talk to them, when we have a sales call with them and we identify which one of our personas they are, we can talk directly to them. Oh, this is, this is, this is me identifying creatives and organizers. Okay, good. So, so listen, in my discovery calls, like the whole time I'm talking, I'm trying to figure out if they're a creative or an organizer, because that's going to help me match them with the best VA for them. Because if they're already organized, then I could get them with a creative that can execute everything that they're trying to do or vice versa. Is that the same thing? So that's along the line. So, you know, so in when we, and we'll get into this next time because personas, we need the whole time to talk about personas, right? Um, so you're going to look at um, demographics and psychographics and personas mm. marries the two of them together. Okay. Demographics and the psychographics. So yes, you know, people have talked about defining your customer for years. And most times we just, we'll say, you know, I want um, black males between 26 and 33 and mm. those are all demographics. Mm. Right. But now let's get those psychographics. So I'm looking for creatives, but I'm not just looking for any creative, right? I may be looking for this particular type of creative. Like, um, you know, so it may not be just artists and, and this is where you can get right. really, right? So you can say, I'm looking for artists who are oil painters. Mm, this is gonna be hard. Okay. You can get that niche, or you can say, I am looking for um, creatives, but they are like, for example, I'm a creative, but I'm a technical creator. Right. I'm not an artistic creator. Right. 
And so if you talk to me, you would realize, okay, he is. That, is that's, but that's considered, that's not really your language too, though. Like I call them creative, but that's not really how they identify themselves. Right. And, and that's fine. Oh. So personas are internal of how we perceive who we're dealing with. And so you never actually call them their persona or tell them that this is their persona, right? Oh. But you're trying to match what you're hearing to the persona that we've created. Okay. To figure out exactly what you said. How do I communicate with you? So you're doing it from how do I, who do I match you with? Which is, which is actually, if you looked at the entire spectrum way down here and it's all this stuff up above here that we still can define about them and the communication and you know the things we say and, and how we say it to get them to the place where they're ready to be our customer right but it also helps you define who you don't want to work with <sighs> which is way more important than who you do want to work with mm. Right. So like, I already know I do not want to work with startups. Okay. So that's a great one. So you can, you can mix that I and mean, we can talk about that. Um, you know, I, this that we're doing here, I'm, I was dead honest with you. I only take two clients like this at a time. I, I, wow. I, I don't because it takes a lot. I'm pouring a lot in, right? It takes a lot. Um, and it's just not something that I do. Okay. So it's you and one other person and that's it. Shortly after um, you said officially yes, someone else called me and I helped her. She was watching my videos and she's, her son and I were best friends in middle school. So she was like a mother to me for a long time. Wow. Right. Um, and she has a brand new business that she's super excited about that I think is a little bit hokey. Um, and she was like, oh my gosh, can you be my coach? I mean, I, how much do I need to pay you? I just want more of this one-on-one -on -one time with you. And I'm just like, you can't because she's not my ideal customer because number one, she ain't even start yet. Oh. Right. So even if I believed in what you were doing, like you haven't even started yet. Mm -hmm. And so, or, and, and when I say that, I mean, she's probably made $3,000. Like I don't have time for that. That, mm -hmm. that you're in a different boat than where I need to be. And I'm looking for somebody that I can see has that passion that we can work together and you can grow to a million dollars. Like I see that. Thank Her, you. He's going to be successful because she's best friends with Lionel Richie. And she, and so, yeah, you'll be successful because you can tread on that, but not for me. Yeah. Got to know who your ideal customer is. I guess I uh, I guess my only other dilemma is like I don't want to base just what I like onto the dream team because it's an agency. Okay. It's it's your company, and until okay. you're not big enough to to say that yet, you will be one day, God willing. Um, but you're not big enough yet. Take people that you love that you're going to be excited to work with. That 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 yeah, because everything is an extension of you right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, you've got, got to love them, got to love your clients and you got to. Cause this also plays a part in who I bring onto the team. Yes, so yes. I have to make that, make sure that they like the goal achievers that I want to be a goal achiever. But guess what it does? It helps you with your management. Mm. 
because now that's another thing we got to talk about. <laughs> yeah. But just think about that. If you define it down to three general personas that, that of people that you're taking in, right? And now you know I need dream um, um, dream team members. Dream team members, thank you, who can match that. How much easier is that to manage than I've got all of these different personalities and all of oh my gosh. Right, 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 right. And that's how it was for me in the mortgage industry. I used to have a pipeline of uh, 21 loan officers and 12 processors. And then each loan officer had about 20 houses they were closing that I was working with. So I just don't want to get back to that. I could do it, but it was a headache. And I don't want to get back there. And I had to manage all of that. Yeah, well, this helps you with that. And it helps you streamline some of that. And it helps you know who you're looking for. And it helps you with your marketing so that you can talk to them directly yeah uh, i want to talk in their language i love when people talk in my language and and that's the goal of doing persona development okay okay so that you can really talk to them and that's why i talk about being obsessed with being average like for me i love people who are obsessed about their business and truly passionate and living on passion that's why i took you on <laughs> living on passion paying these bills on passion <laughs> right no <laughs> when it, it exudes from you and who you are, it doesn't, you know, I know with, with that, that I can help you. Cause I know me and I know what I do, right? I yep. know I can help you. I'm excited. You have no clue. I've been talking about this for a long time. I just feel like, I just want to be transparent with you. I am not rich. So I'm going to pay for as many sessions as I can, but um, I'm here and I plan on like finding a way so, to make it happen. I'm, I'm going to be completely transparent with you as well in telling you that my goal, because this is, this is your, it, it is your training budget, but we're going to talk a lot about marketing um, and a lot of things that we do, because that's just who I am. And so we'll talk business a lot, but we'll talk a lot of marketing like today. Um, my goal is that you can, from every one of these sessions, if you paid me $297 with marketing, you want your ROI, okay, your, or your ROAS, really, your return on ad spend, if you consider me to be an ad, if you're stretching a little, but if you did, to be at least four times. Like mm. uh, a 4X ROAS is a good ad. Mm. A 3X ROAS is an okay ad. A 2X ROAS, you need to stop running it, okay? Mm. Um, and my goal is to give you enough value that if you took it, with, go back to this recording, give it to your people, and you took it, you could turn this into a 5X ROAS. Yes, absolutely. Right? But you can turn each one of these sessions into a minimum of $1,500. When I say that, in, I'm talking about in the next 90 days. Mm. Like not, you know, 10 years from now. Like Right, right. No, I feel it. I feel it for sure. Okay. Um, okay, last thing before we go today, um, I sent you also in there the link for the uh, Traffic Keys um, press release um, submission yep. questionnaire. Uh, do me a favor when you you know when you get time fill that out. We'll write your press release and distribute it for you. Okay, so I know that when I was telling you about the stuff that I was doing with the city, mm -hmm. so he was like, "You want to know more?" 
Mm-hmm. Um, so basically in Wichita, I'm on a couple of boards, like I'm on the Cedric County uh, Juvenile Justice Corrections Board. And then I'm also on the board for Wichita Urban Professionals and I plan all of our events. Um, and so basically Wichita Urban Professionals is just black professionals, doctors, executive directors, you know, all of the important black people are a part of that organization. And they finally brought me on. I had the, I had been trying to get into the Wichita community for a long time. So now I plan all of our events. The one with the city, it's just us honoring uh, Jackie Robinson because they have a new baseball stadium here. So I could try to keep you like updated on those things that I do, but it's really just giving back to the community and volunteering. So there are tons of reasons to write a press release, um, Taishma, and I'm going to send you a document, which I should have added to that email, but give me a second here, and I will send this to you. For the press release, would that be like... What what do you get back from that? Would I get back like um, speaking engagements or just traffic to the website? So, yes, um, traffic to the website is a yes. Um, the biggest thing that you're going to get back from it is the ability to use the as seen on logos on your website oh. and all of your marketing. That's super huge. Cool. Okay. Um, so you'll be able to put all those up anywhere that you want want to use them. So that builds instant credibility when someone new is coming to your website looking at you for the first time or re-looking at you, okay? It's a great thing to add into a Seinfeld series or a Seinfeld email rather than a series mm-hmm. um, that, hey, we were just featured. So that's also very good, okay? Um, now, beyond that, I can't promise you anything that I get you. So um, we did, uh, you know, like for my wife, for example, her press release got her, the other people reaching out to her to be featured. Okay. Okay. Um, Someone else did get a speaking engagement. I can't promise you that. It just depends. Yeah. It depends on on who reads the news. Mm. How are you going to pitch me? Well, that's why I need you to fill out that document. Um, okay. I just sent you an email um, with an attachment of, I think it's 46 reasons or something like that. I don't remember exactly how many of why you should write a press release. So mm. you can any one of those and fill out that document based on that reason. So okay. it doesn't have to be stuff with the Wichita. I mean, you can do a press release because you just hired me. Mm. <laughs> so wait, how many, how many press releases do I get? So we'll do, we'll do your first one for free. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, as, as included, we'll do the, do your first one. And yeah, you can write it about anything. You hire a new um, dream team. Dream team. Mm-hmm. I keep getting goal achiever, right? <laughs> um, you land a big goal achiever. Ooh. Right? So you if have I, a conversation if with- I can, If I can get your mom. You write a press release that- <laughs> You know, you just landed this big goal achiever. That would be awesome. So you literally can write a press release about anything that you want. The thing about it is we're writing it and we're taking it out and we're going to pitch it. 
obviously the more meaningful it is is the more agents mm. up <laughs> okay um and at the same time i've you know like so i had another client who we did one for them that got picked up by almost 500 uh places because they did um in the middle of pandemic they hosted a program in their county for high school students to get college scholarships almost mm. 500 agents agencies picked that up right um i've done others where only 200 it, it just depends um you know what you write about the thing that i'll tell you is it can get addicting um after you do the first one and that's okay because the more you're in the press the better the other thing that it does it will get you more backlinks as well because you'll have mm -hmm. all of those different places that now link to your website which also helps um so that's kind of okay not there so take a look at the the reasons yeah why i want to do something that's fun and trending fun and trending is always good um and you don't have to either it could be as simple as you know yeah we hired um we expanded we got a new office we got a new computer hmm. you know Dang. okay and and all that type of stuff is covered on that list that i just emailed to you um so you can kind of get a get a sense and just jog your mind and, and of, of ideas so after the first press release and how much are they um, so I will give you a discount on that and I can look that up and tell you what that, what that is. Um, you want so I'm not going to charge you full price. Um, and, um, the other, so full disclosure too, and on, in terms of being transparent, I want to do this for you because, you know, we talked about that partnership before, but I want you to experience it so that when you recommend it to your customers, you know what they're going through. Mm -hmm. So, um, we do have the affiliate relationship so is so they are 397 um my affiliates get 20 percent of that mm. is it 397 a month no 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 for per press release oh okay right so it's 397 for a press release and, and so you'll get what was that roughly 80 dollars um per oh so yeah it's another opportunity for revenue okay right but those are all the types of things, my dear, that you factor into. Remember, we talked about income up here. And right now, all you have for income is billable hour, how many hours you, you bill. Well, right. we now can add on this next level of equation that I have, you know, 50 clients and we need to get 10% of them to get a PR bundle. And we're going to get $800 for that or whatever. I don't know. Mm that math wrong but that's another eight hundred dollars that's going to be coming in to my top line right which affects my bottom line and everything else so that's where now the equation starts to get more complex yeah yeah this is a lot i always leave like i, I feel like i have to process everything that i've learned from you for like two weeks <laughs> <laughs> it took me two weeks to process our very first conversation. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been in business for 25 years. So all my life. So 26. You, know, <laughs> you got me beat. So you, you're getting 25 years of, of knowledge and experience. Wow. 
Oh my God, this is amazing. Coming at you. Sounds good. Okay. I know that we could probably talk till five o'clock. Yeah. Um, I've got another client meeting starting in a few minutes myself. So, okay. Um, time to do some agency work. So, what you need from me is to complete this uh, press release form. And so, you want me to go ahead and start thinking about the definition of the personas? Yeah, you can start thinking about that now. We will walk through a couple of things um, in our next session. So what, once you book your, your next session, um, I will send you some stuff to start considering. Okay. Okay, because I don't want to send it to you now while you're processing this. Okay. Finish Yeah, because I got to get with Patty. Okay. Okay, finish this yeah. before we move on to that. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Sounds good. Alrighty. Well, I'll be on the lookout for the YouTube video. Okay. Yes. Well, it's in that, on that playlist. So you can just hit the playlist and all of our videos will be there. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. So Sounds probably good. three or four hours from now, it should be there. Okay. Alrighty. Well, thank you. I hope you have a good day. You do the same. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.